0: mercy has given his only Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the Word, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. and having salvation. To you, you, O Lord,
1: I lift up my soul.
0: O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over you. Let us pray to the Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Oh, Lord. Protection, we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The reading of the Holy Scriptures. The Old Testament reading for this, the first Sunday in Advent, and the first Sunday of this new church year is from the prophet Isaiah of the 64th chapter. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood, and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. You meet him who joyfully works righteousness, those who remember you in your ways. Behold, you were angry and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time. And shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name. Who rouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us. And have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. But now... O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Be not so terribly angry, O Lord, and remember not our iniquity forever. Behold, please look, we are all your people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The epistle reading from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you are enriched in him, in all speech, in all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Together we join in singing the hymn of preparation for the gospel. of Christ, of whom the Holy Gospel is read. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say the Lord has need of it, and we'll send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, "Why are you, What are you doing untying the colt? And they Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess together our holy Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate he, in the church, and the third day the he rose again from the, the scriptures and, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end and I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life
2: grace to you and peace from god our father and from our lord and our savior jesus christ our text for today from the old testament lesson the 64th chapter of isaiah these words o lord that thou wouldst rend the heavens apart and come down this is our text dear friends in christ today isn't only the first sunday of advent the beginning of the new church year but November 30th is also St. Andrew's Day, the day when millions of Christians around the world pause to remember and to reflect upon and to thank God for the life, the testimony, the witness, the confession of the Lord's disciple whose name was Andrew. Andrew who was called by many within Christendom the proto proto 1st called, the first called because Andrew was the first called of the disciples of our Lord the first called disciple who then went to his brother Peter and confessed to him and testified to him that indeed the Christ had come Andrew Andreas in the Greek it means manly courageous a man who would not fear a man of courage And while the Gospels don't tell us a great deal about Andrew church tradition certainly indicates that Andrew was a man who lived up to his name. In fact it tells us that on this day November 30th in the year 60 AD during the reign of one of the most infamous Roman emperors of all, Andrew was crucified on a cross in the shape of an X to which he was torturously fastened to prolong his suffering. Tradition tells us that there he suffered terribly for two long days during which the crowds of the onlookers gathered about him not to hear from him, as one might expect expressions of anger and expressions of of hatred or revenge from a man who had been unjustly executed and crucified so cruelly. But rather they gathered about Andrew, the man of valor and the man of courage and conviction who then used his crucifixion to speak of another crucifixion that had happened 30 years prior to his, a crucifixion unlike his that had eternal implications for all of the world and they heard Andrew in his dying days speaking of his Christ and his Christ crucified Christ come down to save the world Andrew, a man of courage, a man of compassion a man of confession, not anger, not rage in the face of personal inequities or injustices and its subsequent persecution. This Advent Apostle we might call him has something to say to our age, doesn't he? Ours has been called the age of rage, the age of anger that manifests itself in a number of ways, an age of careless abandon and indifference to others where people are in a mad run for personal material gain, a run that literally played itself out this past Friday morning when shoppers at a Walmart in New York City trampled to death a young 34-year-old store employee trying to simply unlock the door. An age of rage playing itself through two shootings that occur in a store down in Southern California in Toys R Us. An age of rage with acts of terrorism in cities around the world, like Mumbai, India, where over 200 people, six Americans, were killed only a couple of days ago by terrorists. An age of rage, playing itself out even in the road rage that takes place around us as people use their automobiles and their vehicles as weapons. And there's such abusive relationships in too many of our cities and all too many of our homes. It's an angry era that we live in with too few Andrews ready to get out there amidst that anger and courageously confess their confidence that God comes to save his people not only from the raw manifestations of evil in our world but also from the effect of sin which if left unchecked by divine intervention would indeed from within us destroy us all we fear so often the evil manifestations outside of us when all the while that itself which is within us could do us even more harm. An age that is blind however to that, an age therefore in which the church should as it always has been doing during the time of Advent each year welcome a new church year by saying come down O Lord Come down and save us, Hosanna, as the people cried in the streets of Jerusalem, as we heard in today's gospel, Hosanna, which means save us. Save us, Lord, save us now. Because we see the perils of the world, and we see, indeed, the peril of sin. Come down. Come down as you did, O Lord, when you came down, and your holy presence was unmistakably known, in the fire and the brimstone that rained upon the immoralities and the injustices of Sodom and Gomorrah come down O Lord as you did in those days of old when the staff of Moses struck remember the waters of the Nile and they turned red with blood come down as you did when that same staff struck the dust of the earth and it turned into gnats that covered the whole face of Egypt come down as you did when Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and darkness fell upon the face of the earth in fact a darkness scripture says that could literally be felt come down as you did O Lord when your servant's staff was raised above the waters of the Red Sea and they parted and your people were saved by your word and by water come down O Lord as you did in a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day to guide your people to lead your people to protect your people come down Lord Come down as you did when Joshua fought that battle at Jericho and the ark of your holy presence went out before your army and they circled not with arms but rather with trumpets and they blew their trumpets and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Come down as you did when with little more than a single stone in the sling of a little shepherd you brought down a giant named Goliath. And defeated the Philistines, come down, O Lord, make things right, straighten up this messed up world, and save us. That was the plaintive cry of god 's prophet in our text for today, and if today the Advent Apostle is Andrew. Most certainly the Advent prophet that we think of today is the prophet Isaiah. That we hear speaking these words in our text when he says, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and tear them apart and come down, O Lord, that the mountains might then quake at thy presence to make thy name known to thine enemies, that the nations themselves may tremble. Isaiah, looking for the Lord to do what he had done in times past, a distant cry from a prophet of God 700 years or so before Christ, the intercessory cry of the prophet Isaiah for Israel's southern kingdom that was called Judah, a people that had become so comfortable with the materialism with which they had lived at that time, with the material securities of the world about them, so indifferent to the world's immoralities, so complacent about their confession of faith, that God had for their good withdrawn from them so far from them that he was prepared for their own ultimate good to sit back and to watch them as he did the northern kingdom of Israel when it was invaded and conquered by her enemies enemies now that were on the verge of marching south to the people of Judah as swiftly and effectively overcoming them and conquering them as they had the people of the north But you know what it's like when you start seeing things falling apart around you then people suddenly have a sense of impending doom that something's not the way it should be and often that's exactly what it takes God withdrawing his protective hedge from people that's often what it takes not only nationally but in our individual lives in order for the people to pause to reflect to repent and to say in faith Lord please come down not to judge but rather Lord come down to save us and isn't that exactly what Isaiah is talking about right here when he says Lord we've sinned shall we be saved we've become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous deeds even are like filthy rags before you we all fade like a leaf in our iniquities like the wind carry us away there's no one who calls upon your name who rouses within himself anything to take hold of you for you have hidden your face from us and you have made us melt away in the hands of our own iniquities (coughs) the prophet of God crying out for the people of God interceding for the people of God who in so many ways had forsaken the God of their fathers Forgive us, Lord. Come down, please, now to save us. And what can we do in our generation and in our time also but pray the same thing that the Advent prophet so long ago prayed? How easy it is because of the ugly realities of the world around us to get so caught up in them that we forget about our own sin and its own devastating impact really upon us that we overlook that sin within us. Advent is a season of repentance. The color used to be purple reflecting that repentance has changed to blue to emphasize hopeful anticipation of deliverance from repentance but the idea of repentance is still to be there as we prepare to receive the Christ as he comes at Christmas. That's why it's important that we see our sin for what it is. In contrast to what we see about us the sin within us seems like it's pretty petty stuff But it's not. It's not at all. It's like that old proverbial dirty spot that you've heard of before in the window of your car and you, remember, lean way over the hood and you're out there and you're trying to scrub off that dirty spot that's on the outside of your car. You're convinced on the outside of the car and you scrub and you scrub and it won't budge. But it can't be in the inside because that's not where the dirt is, you say to yourself. And you keep on rubbing and rubbing, but it won't budge. And you finally have to admit, yes, it's in the inside. And it's just like that with all of us as well. We don't want to acknowledge the fact that there's trouble within as well as trouble without, sin within as well as sin without, while praying that God would indeed eventually come down to straighten out our sinfully messed up world We certainly as Advent people would be crying that God would come to straighten us out too. Not only coming to straighten out our marriage or our mortgage or our home or our job or society around us, but we need to be praying that God would first come down to straighten out the sin-caused mess of that smaller world within us. Come down, O Lord. Straighten out this mess. The mess within me. And that's our Advent cry, even as it was for the Advent people. Because there are hidden sins that are just as dangerous to the people of God as those that are so evident in the world around us. Hidden sins, though seemingly insignificant secret sins of thought that we have, of word that we speak, of deeds that we quietly, silently do, that aren't okay In fact, the sins within us, the hidden ones, much more than the sins of the world around us, are the sins which, like the wind, Isaiah says in our reading today, sweep us away. That's why Advent needs to first and foremost be the time for all of God's people to say, come down, O Lord, come and save me from my sin, my sin within. And to do that, God had to do more than put his staff of might and power in the hands of Moses that was dealing with evil around the people of God he had to do more than send his ark in battle out before as he did with Joshua to save us from our sin God had to first become what we are and he had to become what we are in order that he might bear what we have namely our sin that he might become sin for us and he had to put a a cross on a shoulder instead of a staff of power in his hand, a cross on his shoulder in order to bear in and on that cross the weight of your sins and the weight of my sins and the the weight of the sins of all the world. That's what God had to do to come down for you. And that's why so many missed him when he came. He wasn't what they expected him to be. They wanted a warrior with a sword in his hand instead of a sin bearer with a cross on his shoulder and thus he was unrecognized by so many people when he came he came to his own Saint John says and his own knew him not remember that famous parable about the man in the mountain which was told by the famous 16th century poet John Donne a man, he says, is climbing a mountain at the top of which he hopes to find God after he goes through effort and ex- exercise to get up there but by ascending to the heights this, this seeker, Dunn says, expects to leave all of the cares and the sins and the miseries of the world behind him as he goes higher and higher and higher up he'll leave all those troubles behind him in the valley below but while he climbs to escape it all in order to find God, God is coming down the mountain on the other side into the toil and the sin and the grief of the world and so of course when the man reaches the top he doesn't find anything God is not there as he expected him to be the man stands there all alone still exhausted from the toil still filled with grief still with his own sin within because he sought God where he would not be found Who, the psalmist says, shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who, he asks, will stand in his holy place? And then he answers, and he says, He who has clean hands and a pure heart. (laughs) So what would our Advent prayer be? But come down, O Lord. I can't ascend to thee unless thou comest first to me. Come down and take my sin out of my hands and wash them clean. And the blood of the Lamb, come down to me, O Lord, and make my heart pure within because of the work of my Lord Jesus Christ that I might then in in his holiness and in his strength and in his righteousness ascend onto your holy mountain and stand in your holy place. That's why Christ came down to be the sin bearer and the cross bearer that we might be the bearers of everlasting life. I came down from heaven, Jesus says, that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. That's why he came. And that's why he still graciously comes to us today in his word and in his sacraments. To bring us individually, to bring us personally, all of the benefits and all the blessings that he accomplished and won for us upon the cross. Come down, O Lord, we pray. Come down right now, and he comes, even as we bid him come. Come down to me through your word that we hear, connected to baptismal water in which we and our children are washed. Come down to me and mine right now through the word proclaimed, and reclaim me, and cleanse me. And keep me as your own. Come down, O Lord, today through your mighty word. And forgive me and feed me. And with that divine and holy food, strengthen me. With your very body and your very blood. Connected with consecrated bread and wine. Come down and make me and keep me thine forever. Come down today, O Lord. Come down, and he does. And that, my friends is what we all need to be thinking of in these coming days of Advent come down Lord prepare me with thy word that I might rightly celebrate thy coming in grace to me now and be prepared then by thy grace for thy coming in power and in glory at the end of time God grant that Advent prayer to us all
0: Son, you did rend the heavens and come down to rescue the human race that so needs to be saved. In these weeks of penitential and yet hope-filled Advent reflection, bless us by your faithfulness as you continue to deliver to us by your means of grace the salvation your Son achieved for us on the cross, that we might be always prepared for his second and more glorious coming. Lord, in your mercy, hear hear our prayer. With this new church year begun, refresh and re-embolden your pastors to herald with confidence and with uncompromising conviction the truth of your word. Renew the vigor of your people to hear and in faith receive and embrace the message proclaimed in the midst of a world hostile to it. Protect your own, Lord Jesus Christ, and teach us to wait upon you, knowing you uphold and act for those who do wait upon you, Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer lord of the nations grant peace through wise leadership and let justice prevail break and hinder schemes of corruption and anarchy and all else that would undermine governments and governing authorities protect those who protect and serve us in our land by them curb evil and promote that which is good and god-pleasing that the citizenry of our land may be encouraged to live peaceably with one another lord in your mercy Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, look with favor upon those who suffer or who have been pained by sickness or loss. To this end, bless the homebound members of our congregation. Uphold them, soul and body, in their infirmities. Bless the sister of Rachel and Stephanie Bestel and their sister's unborn daughter experiencing difficulty in pregnancy. Uphold the young one in health and at last bring her to the safety of your baptismal kingdom and also through the warmth and the comfort extended by your people to the many who recently and suddenly lost family members in the mumbai india hostage situation may their consolation and that of all who grieve be fulfilled as the holy spirit would work through his word and sacraments to bring those who mourn to rely on the promised presence of christ jesus lord in your mercy hear our prayer we give thanks with your people for the healing and relief of pain you work in their lives, for the successful procedures and rehabilitation you've worked in the lives of Marilyn Brewer and Vic Small. With them we give thanks. Teach us all to regard with thanksgiving all year long whatever you deign to permit in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. Never strengthen this and all your congregations in the bonds of Christian love so that we may rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Help us always to look to you as the source of every blessing in times of joy and as our rock and refuge in times of sorrow. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hosanna, blessed are you, Lord Jesus the Christ, for today you come still in the name of the Lord to bring salvation. Today present with us and for us under the lowly forms of bread and wine, in your sacrament, you bring forgiveness and eternal life. Prepare and make ready the hearts of all of those today who approach your altar that this blessed sacrament of your supper may be received in repentant faith and unto its intended blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Together with St. Andrew and all of your saints, whom you confirmed by your word unto the end and who now rest from their labors, we look forward. To your future coming to usher in your new creation free from sin and sadness and death in which all of our voices will praise you without end for your salvation and great glory until that appointed time continue to sustain us in this certain hope throughout all of our earthly days lord in your mercy Amen. hear our prayer into your hands O lord we commend all for whom we pray trusting in your mercy for the sake of your son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, Amen. Mm-hmm. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your heart. truly good, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in his glory. Sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord made his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace.